Hello, and welcome to the Psychedelic Psychiatrist Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the discussion around all aspects of psychedelic medicine. This is also a space that hosts conversations about impactful personal journeys and a way to decrease stigma around these molecules and share our experiences with one another. So get ready for some deep dives and fun times. I'm your host, Juan Pablo Galindo. Good day, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're all having an amazing week out there. Hope you're doing well. So this week, I wanted to talk about the top three reasons why ketamine therapy wouldn't be right for you. So there's a lot of buzz out there right now about ketamine therapy and psychedelic therapy in the media. You know, in the in psychedelic world, we call it the Pollen Effect which is based off of Michael Pollan, the author who wrote How to Change Your Mind. Um, And, you know, this book has garnered a lot of uh, attention and has introduced uh, psychedelic therapy to um, the masses in a way, which has been really great and wonderful. So right now there's all this hype around psychedelic, psychedelic therapy, ketamine, um, I think there's going to be a Netflix series coming out on how to change your mind. Um, I'm sure that's going to fuel the uh, psychedelic renaissance fire <laughs> even more, which is awesome. And this is like the work that, that I do. Um, there's tons of podcasts too coming out about psychedelics. Um, tons of news articles, on New York Times, Wall Street Journal, uh, regarding ketamine therapy, psychedelic therapy. And a lot of the buzz that I see out there is showing how psychedelic therapy is this cure-all, is the greatest thing since penicillin, the most wonderful thing to ever be discovered in terms of uh, helping people. But I like to pump the brakes on that a little bit and just come back to reality. Like, yeah, psychedelics are amazing, they're wonderful in treatment-resistant disease. There's a lot of amazing data uh, backing um, their medicinal use, a lot of research studies happening. But at the same time, I think it's important to talk about you know, when these type of therapies is not the right fit for someone. Um, you know, and they make it seem like psychedelics is this catch-all, cure-all snake oil <laughs> that um, you know can cure anyone with any affliction. Um, so that's sort of like where this like hype comes, right? That anyone can use it, everyone will be cured. It's totally fine and safe to use on everybody. But I want to make sure that we talk about when it's not the right um, fit, when it's not the right uh, treatment. And that's probably even more important than trying to figure out like, who it's correct for, right? And so in this context, I'll be talking more about ketamine therapy. Uh, this is what I do here at my clinic, Inner Bloom Healing in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And just kind of delving into what I've seen is certain people's uh, mindsets, what's going on in their lives, where ketamine therapy is, is not the right uh, treatment for somebody. All right, so jumping in, top three reasons ketamine therapy is not right for you. I sound like, uh, what was that? Family Feud. All right, so number one, here we go. The psychological foundation is unstable. So what do I mean by this? So what I mean is that 
one has to be able to have the ability to tolerate difficult thoughts and feelings, the ability to sit in discomfort, the ability to sit in discomfort without asking to be rescued, to be saved immediately. So, you know, life is hard. And one of Buddha's four noble truths is life is suffering. So being able to have a solid psychological foundation, you know, you want to be like a tree with deep roots. We're able to withstand these you know, storms that, that life gives you. Um, and you want to be flexible too. You want to have the psychological flexibility to uh, bend and um, not be rigid in, in your thinking. You know, that you th- if you think about it, the more rigid something is, the easier it is for it to snap. And so you want to have a solid foundation in terms of how you're doing psychologically, being able to um, deal with uh, difficult emotions, deal with uh, pain and suffering. But you also want to be uh, flexible as well, to be curious about what's happening with you. Um, have this idea going into these treatments um, what we call the beginner's mind and so you want to be uh, curious and open to the experience and so what I'm talking about is sometimes I'll have uh, people uh, wanting to to have the ketamine therapy um, and then after talking with them they're really in this uh, psychological turmoil and their foundation in terms of being able to uh, cope with difficult uh, emotions is is not uh, very strong and so they just feel all over the place and they're unable to, to tolerate what's happening in their lives and and obviously a lot of us deal with difficult things all the time and it's hard to tolerate it's really difficult to, to cope with these things but sometimes when these storms are happening uh, and people are calling me it's almost like they don't have an anchor in the storm they're just out there uh, with the wind, their sails are all over the place. Um, they have no direction of where they're going. And so what I tell people is that, uh, yes, this is a treatment for people that are going through difficult things, that have gone through standard treatments of care and still uh, suffering. But one has to be able to have a foundation to be able to do this type of work. Um, and so, you know, I'll ask people, have you done therapy before? Are you in therapy? And they'll say, no, I've never, never done therapy before. Um, or, you know, I did therapy for a little bit and it just wasn't for me. So I'm not saying that one needs to have done therapy to do ketamine therapy. You know, a lot of people, um, have a good psychological foundation in terms of coping with stress, um, without needing to do therapy, but but there are other people who just never have learned um, the skills, uh, the emotional skills to be able to, to cope with stress, cope with difficult thoughts and feelings in a way that allows them to go on the journey of, of a ketamine trip. So if someone is looking to do a, a ketamine journey and they don't have their foundation stable in some way, then these psychedelic experiences can uh, disrupt that foundation even more and and leave people uh, to be worse off uh, in the long run. Um, And so it's kind of like if you uh, have a house and you have a foundation that has all these cracks and just wasn't really built right in the first place and it's kind of shaky, 
And then you ask someone to come do a remodeling of the upper part of the house and put in the new kitchen and new floors. And you know, then the contractor comes and says, yeah, like that would be great, but we first have to fix the foundation because none of this other stuff that we're gonna do in the house, like putting in the new uh, design furniture and new bathroom, all that cool stuff you wanna put in, none of that's gonna uh, hold up if the foundation is not fixed first. So that's what I mean by having that foundation grounded in some way. And obviously it doesn't have to be perfect, doesn't have to be you know, totally solid. We all have um, our foundations with little cracks. So there's you know, a big difference of when uh, one is ready to go on a psychedelic journey. And so there's gotta be tools, there has to be a foundation in, in the first place. Um, and so having you know long-term therapy beforehand, learning the coping skills and the tools needed, you know, as if you were gonna go on a, a hike into the mountains and you're camping overnight, um, you know, you gotta learn how to set up the tent first. You gotta learn uh, how to cook your meals. You gotta know um, what to do when it starts uh, raining. You know, you gotta know all these things to do that can create a safe journey. And so if you don't practice these things beforehand, then the, the journey can get a little hectic. And so that's what I mean by uh, number one reason that ketamine therapy isn't right for you in terms of the psychological foundation being unstable. You know, we wanna make sure that you're able to go on the journey, um, have that foundation to cope and deal with difficult uh, emotions. All right, moving on now to number two on the top three reasons ketamine therapy is not right for you. So ketamine therapy is not right for you if you're looking to escape. So again, this goes back to that idea of being able to uh, tolerate difficult thoughts and feelings. So there's this term called experiential avoidance, which is the unwillingness to remain in contact with distressing internal experiences. It also encompasses attempts to control or avoid distressing internal experiences. And so when I hear people say, I just wanna escape all this pain or I'm tired of suffering and I need to escape it all. Of course, we want to be able to alleviate the pain and help in that way. But if the mechanism of alleviating the pain is through escape versus understanding, being curious and transcending that pain and having a different relationship with it, then we're missing the point. And when someone is looking for that escapism, it also sets up an idea to rely on something for relief. And so when we're using things to escape, things can then become uh, addictive in nature. So when we're binge eating for stress, um, you know, other, when we're using the substances, uh, we're drinking to escape anxiety, uh, all those things are a slippery slope. Um, and then when we're using a controlled substance to escape something, then again, that's a slippery slope as well. And ketamine is not known for its addictive nature, but when one is using it to escape, then obviously there's an addictive potential there, just like with food, sex, um, exercise, anything like that can be used to escape, which in the long term uh, has more detrimental effects. And so when someone comes into a psychedelic experience trying to escape something, it's a recipe for disaster. 
because um, what we're doing is we're bypassing the really the only way to relieve that psychological pain, to relieve that physical pain. And what I mean by that is when you say, I just want to forget about this, or I want to forget about everything going on, um, it's more that you really want to remember what your purpose is through curiosity, not running away from something. The more you escape something, the more these unwanted thoughts and feelings are allowed to kind of take over. You know, it's like having a, a guest in your house who is not really polite and doesn't really respect the house and is eating all over your furniture and leaving stains, inviting people over, you know, painting on the walls. You know, the idea is to be able to confront this person, have a conversation and set the boundaries and, you know, eventually, you know, kick them out if they're not respecting your house. And so if you just leave the house and say, oh, you know what, maybe if I leave and go hang out, uh, you know, do a little staycation at this hotel for the weekend, maybe when I come back, it will be a lot better. Maybe the person has left and maybe they cleaned up all the uh, paint that they put around the house or maybe they cleaned up all their dishes and stuff but then you come back to the house and it's even more of a disaster and so that's the problem that escapism can have is when you're avoiding the difficult thoughts feelings wanting to escape them it just allows them to grow and become stronger uh, in the absence of your awareness towards them Nice. Moving on to number three and the top three reasons that ketamine therapy may not be right for you. So number three is if someone has the idea that they're looking for something or someone to cure them. But you're saying, what the heck are you talking about? So you're thinking to yourself, man, this guy is losing his mind. Dr. Galindo, like, what are you talking about? Don't people come to you searching for you to help them searching for, for a cure? And I say yes, but there needs to be this shift from Western medicine, this idea that other people have the answer, this idea that there's something that will cure me, this idea that there's someone that will cure me. In modern medicine, we're taught that they have the cure, so this is the hospitals, the doctors, the pharmaceutical companies. They have the cure, we have to go to them to get it. And that's very disempowering. And obviously, in a lot of physical, medical conditions, uh, yeah, they do have the cure, and there's amazing pharmaceutical drugs, uh, doctors do amazing things. And also from a psychiatric perspective, there's wonderful medicines that really help people uh, deal with deep depression, anxiety, um, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and these medicines are legit and amazing and, and save lives. But then there's the part about knowing how to navigate one's own inner thoughts and feelings and anxiety in relationship with self that we're told, okay, now we want a cure for that. Give me that. Give me this medicine in order to get rid of my anxiety. Give me this medicine in order to get rid of my negative thoughts. So this idea that someone has the cure and you need it. If you have that perspective going into psychedelic therapy, then again, it's probably not the right time. It's probably not the right way to look at things. And I wanted to clarify that, especially with deep depression, 
that it's very difficult or near impossible to be able to, you know, shift one perspective and kind of the things that I'm talking about. And so I wanted to not invalidate that because when someone's depressed, severely depressed, something that's very counterproductive to say to someone like in, in that situation is kind of just snap out of it or just change your mind, change the way you think about things. It's kind of just telling someone with uh, like type 1 diabetes, which is genetic, just make those wishes for that pancreas to work like it should. You know, it's basically the same thing with, with depression. And so when someone is in a deep depression, I don't want to invalidate that. And that's where actually uh, having the ketamine can help someone get out of that. But then once someone is, is feeling better and a little bit more stable, then having the conversation of that empowerment of wanting to be able to take charge in ways that you do have control over. Um, and so that's kind of what, what I mean. I wanted to make sure that was clear. And so one has to understand that the healing potential and the healing lies within you. In psychedelic therapy, there's this concept called the inner healer, the inner healing intelligence. And it's this idea that within us all, we have this higher wisdom that's able to show us certain things or able to guide us in a way to be able to create our own healing experience without having to rely on on the outside. And so this is very empowering. So having this perspective coming into doing ketamine therapy is, is very important. So again, it's going back to this idea of being curious, uh, being open uh, to your experience, being open to having a different relationship with your anxiety, being open to uh, speaking with those sides of ourselves that have anxiety and worry, um, being able to have a different relationship with those parts of us that are critical um, towards us. And the ketamine allows for the door to open to be able to access that inner healer. But it's not that it, the ketamine gives you that, like that is already intrinsic within you. So being able to understand that the work needs to be done from you, that the healing comes from you, that's really important. And so when people say, I need you to cure me, that's kind of a red flag. Um, that's kind of this idea that we've been given our lives of that someone else has the cure. Someone else is going to make you feel better. But it has to come from within. So then you're asking the old Dr. Galindo, like, what are you even doing? Like, why are you in there if it, it's coming? <laughs> you know, if the healing is coming from within me, then like, what are, why do I need you? I guess the analogy would, would be that if we were going on a trip somewhere, on a journey, and we're going on, on an airplane, the client, the patient is the pilot. You're the one that's flying it. And I'm more like the, uh, the radar or the instruments on the plane, so I help... Um, tell you if there's a mountain coming up or if there's rain or tell you where to go uh, if this is happening um, or if something's going down I'm the manual that uh, they open up be like okay I need to switch this button and do that you know if you're going on a journey on a hike you know you're the one that's doing the hike and the therapists the guides like they are the compass so they're able to help show you the, the map, help you to know when it's a good time to go a certain, down a certain path, or maybe it's not the best time. Being someone that you bounce ideas off of, being able to process things. And so again, empowering you to be 
the driver of your own journey. While we're the ones that are on the side cheering you on, um, giving you tips, guides, you know, telling you if uh, the snake with the red and yellow black lines, if it's poisonous or not, you know, that sort of thing. You're the one on the journey. You're the one that has the potential for healing within you. So when I'm talking with someone about doing ketamine therapy, and I hear that a lot of their healing potential is extrinsic to them, that it lies with outside of them, and they're searching for that somebody or something to cure them, then that's time to have that conversation about what this type of work revolves around in terms of that inner healing intelligence. And yeah, it's a difficult conversation to have. A lot of people don't want to hear that, but we want to make sure that we're on the same page. And again, this type of work, psychedelic therapy, ketamine therapy, uh, isn't for everyone. And it's okay if it's not the right fit for you. Um, and so knowing these three things, um, first of all, you know, having that psychological foundation, having that solid foundation to tolerate uh, difficult thoughts, feelings. Uh, number two, not looking to escape, but looking to uh, turn towards be curious, confront, uh, engage, and understand the darkness, the the trauma, the difficult thoughts and feelings. Like that's that's another thing um, to know. And then number three is not searching for the cure outside of you, but understanding that the healing lies within, and that the medicine, the therapists are allies in this, but they are not what's actually helping you in the long term. Wonderful. So that wraps up the top three reasons why ketamine therapy may not be the right fit for you. There's obviously medical and psychiatric contraindications um, from a safety perspective as well, which would make it unsafe to do the therapy. But I wanted to talk more about one's mindset going into this type of work or how they're looking to uh, approach psychedelic therapy and how it may not be the right fit based on someone's perspective or based on uh, how they cope with uh, distress and emotions, memories, thoughts. Wonderful. As always, thank you so much for listening. really appreciate you all so much. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It really means a lot to me and helps out the podcast a lot. Awesome. I hope you have a fabulous week. Uh, much love to you all. Take care. Bye.